getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Live from the first United Bank studio, it's more of the bottom line. Thanks for joining us here on a Wednesday afternoon. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Ben Porman behind the glass. Tonight, here in the first United Bank studio, it's the High School Fan Zone at 7 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. Friendship, Lovett, Cooper, and Liberty, hour and a half edition. And then over on Double T 973, 6.30, mm. Game 5, Rangers, at Diamondbacks, Rangers looking to close Go and this take it. thing out. Go and take Can it. Can you take me higher? You are a game I away from hearing. I will sing the Cre- crap out of that song tomorrow if they win tonight. Captain Kreteru, karaoke, Scott Stapp. Mm. Have you? Uh, are you waiting to learn the words till you see it? Oh man, for sure. I may Probably not the need thing the words. I may not need the words tomorrow. I'll make up my own words. Make my own words. <laughs> we just beat the Diamondbacks. Do you feel confident going into tonight? No. <laughs> That's a quick no. swerve there. I am I am puckered up right now like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. I am so puckered. Yeah. I mean... You have obviously just the, the the chance to get your first World Series, but then to be yeah. perfect on the road to do that. Yeah, I mean what what you've done already is incredible. Something that I don't know if it will ever be replicated, and it's been there's a reason why you have set a record on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, um, this year, and if you were able to close it out, it would be. I mean, of all the incredible things that you've done in the postseason, that would be like the best. Cherry Think on top about, of the Sunday. You know, lost in us. Two things that are getting lost in all of this. The 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 gut of Bruce Bochy. Mm-hmm. You think about this. You lose your ALCS MVP. Not a not a guy that's just, you know, this is this guy's the heart and soul of your team. You know, this is a very level headed team, except for one guy. Yeah. <laughs> one guy is straight off the rails. It's like it's like the Raymar talent group right here. You get all these level-headed guys, and then you got me. <laughs> you know, this, you know, and that's, you know, I'm not saying I'm the Adolis Garcia of the station, but he's, you know, there's, it's like I just, thought it was interesting that you said there's a bunch of level-headed guys around here. There's a bunch of level-headed guys around here. You get a bunch of real radio guys around here, and then there's me, okay? He comes in here like a hurricane, just makes a mess, and then leaps, Okay. That's kind of how the Rangers are. You know, they've got all these these guys, even keeled, you know, Corey Seegers, Simeon, you know, Nate Lowe, all these guys. And then you got the guy with the orange shoes and the mm-hmm. and the and the just the everything weird about him, you know, and just hitting home runs left and right when they matter. Yeah. But then you think about other things. So you lose this guy. And you you put a guy that's struggling in the playoffs, and in, that's in the eight hole. You put him in the five hole in a response. Mm-hmm. You get a guy who played his first major league game on September thirteenth. This guy's hitting cleanup for you in the World Series. Yeah, and and producing, you know, and, and Evan Carter. You 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 throw a a journeyman a journeyman outfielder in to replace the guy, and the guy comes up with his two first base hits in in World Series history for the guy's his career. I mean, it seems like every button he pushes seems to work. And then you you look at the the um, the the, um, the calming influence of Mike Maddox as a pitching coach. You know, just he's getting every ounce of everything that these guys have got. You know, it's it's amazing when you start thinking about these guys. They're not high analytics guys. They manage and they and they coach with gut. And it's it's amazing to watch this, and I think teams around the country are starting to go. Maybe this analytics thing isn't really what we need to be doing anymore. Maybe we need to go out and get us ours an old guy out of retirement and have him come back and coach us again. You know the million, the Billy Bean Moneyball. You know we're gonna re- recreate the guy in the aggregate. You know, and this guy gets he gets on base and blah 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 blah. No, maybe we're gonna manage with what we got. Hey, this guy right here. You know, I'm gonna put him in the five hole, and then we're gonna response. 
And it's just amazing to see stuff like that. Well, and I'll say this. I mean, I think, yeah, there's a there's a gut fact, but I don't think he's turned a complete blind eye no, to, no, no, no. to he's, analytics. There's right? analytics in there. Like, I mean, but, he did a huge analytics but, yeah, guy, but he's got some analytics. But too. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not just... I am all the way. I have this printed out, and yeah. we're going to do a oh, script absolutely. off of it. That's the Chris Woodward. Well, the page, the next page says we got to do this over mm-hmm. here, and yeah. you know, I got a guy on first and second base. We have to go over here. We have to bat with this. We have to hold this bat behind our back like this over here, and <laughs> that's the kind of stuff. And I, that's why I hate analytics. You know, I get it. You know, you know, hey, they're they're using. I mean, the guys are looking at their at their uh, spray charts on these guys, and. And you, the guys look at, referring to their cars, they're looking at the analytics a little bit. I mean, there's there's a time and place for analytics and and for for what the scouting report says. I mean, the scouting report, all it is is analytics. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that they use that as a as a tool, and not the book, not the the complete book. And I that's the way I like to see a manager manage is a guy's like use that as a tool. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, this guy is, you know, he's thirty percent to right field, he's seventy percent to left field. So, okay, we're gonna we're gonna cheat him in. This guy is a dead pull hitter. We're gonna play more double uh, down the line, and we're not gonna play this guy, you know, because oh, sixty two percent of the time he's on. No. Yeah. Well, you gotta. I I think especially in baseball, and there's so many things that have been trying to get this worked out, but to me, the human element in baseball is so important. Yeah. Um and. And that's sometimes from a manager perspective, and you can probably go this across all sports with coaches, but from a manager um, perspective, when it comes into the important games, the important series, that's what kind of separates uh, the all-timers to guys who kind of get washed away from our memory, right? Sure. Um, and Bochy is is so good at that. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, and you know, the, one, one of the things that you mentioned in there with all of the good things that you happened with last night, one uh, – the offensive response oh, absolutely. Um, was massive in the day that you lose Garcia. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and one you pointed out was Jankowski, mm-hmm. who's sitting in the nine hole um, and has a great day. Yeah. And and then d- does what he needs to and kind of what you expect from him in the field part. Sure. Like that wasn't yeah. a concern, but then does gets it done with a bat in his hand too. Um, and so – I'm not trying to be overconfident for the Rangers going in tonight, but that was the best response you could have seen when your emotional leader mm-hmm. um, and one of your best players from an you know fr- from hitting and feeling everything and a guy that's just made play after play after play for you the entire postseason. The day that he goes out and you learn he's done, mm-hmm. and you just respond all over the field. Next man up, all uh, all the way. I was I was impressed with uh, with Jankowski. I was I was tickled to death to see Josh get those two first hits because I was yeah I was uh, I was leaning over my wife I said when Josh comes out of this he's gonna come out with a bang and literally two pitches later he hits that wall, that ball to the wall and I was you know mm-hmm. kind of patting myself on the back a little bit but not really because he didn't hit a home run so I was expecting it to be a home run one of his <laughs> patented you know oppo field just you know yeah. right right center home runs but he went that way with power he just went with the pitch and you know they talked about um um. Josh's chase rate, and you know he had been baffled by that uh, that breaking ball away out of the zone, and you know he had you know he sat on that a couple of times and got a pitch he could handle and and took and went with it, and that's where Josh's power's at, and you know once you get him in that range right there, and, and he's he, he, Josh is a is a is a student of the batting cage, mm-hmm. and Josh I will promise you Josh spent a ton of extra time in the batting cage. Uh, working on that that chase and mm-hmm. and and eliminating that 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 chase pitch because that was just absolutely handcuffing him. So uh, I mean, and that's that's gosh for a guy who's a 26 year old rookie, you know, even though he played part of last year, but you know, mm-hmm. a guy like him to be a 26 year old rookie and to make that kind of adjustment in the biggest moment of his life is is unbelievable. And so between him and Evan Carter. I mean, how do you go to these guys and tell them, hey, you know it's not supposed to be this easy, right? Mm-hmm. Evan Carter, you're not supposed to be hitting 311 in the postseason uh, when you've been up for like, you know, six weeks, you mm-hmm. know, six weeks after your first major league game. You shouldn't be doing these things. You you and Josh shouldn't be doing the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, here we are doing it, and we're, wa- we're watching it. And, you know, add to that the fact that this team's 10-0 on the road in the postseason. Uh, I mean, 
Holy smokes. I, I think this is where it's really important, too, and you go back to the decision to sign Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager mm-hmm. because Corey Seager has kind of been really good at this. Absolutely. And been there, done that. Yeah. Not, not just this ancient player either. Mm-mm. And so I think having him, and, yeah, you can just say, yeah, from the statistical side, of course, it's great to have him when you have Garcia go out of the yeah. lineup. But you also have a guy to say kind of a calming factor and, and to some of those young guys, if they were to ever get in that boat, knows how to handle that and, yeah, and can and pass the advice. This is the great part about this. You, you sign him to a 10-year contract. He's in the second year of this. Yeah, is this contract going to be an anchor around their necks in about four years? Yeah, this is going to be the Albert Pujols contract that the Angels had. But the good news is they're on the cusp of a World Series, and if you get that, flags fly forever, my friends. Yeah, if you so. t- if you take if, if you close it out tonight, you take that. Yeah, uh, Any team takes that. Absolutely. I'll trade it. It's the bottom line, 100.7 on the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thank you for joining us. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman will have a play of the day in just a moment. And Curious as to what it could be. Yeah. yeah, kind of a big thing that happened today. We'll see you. Is this the pass-fail situation? Yes. Okay. I would think so. Okay. I would agree with that. We'll, uh, we'll see We'll see what grade we hand out. It was like pass-fail. Hmm? I was like the pass-fail grading setup. Yeah, Made it a little see, they don't really help with. your GPA very much. No. <laughs> What's that? Uh, your Jeepa? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Seize degrees, my friend. True. That's what it's all about. We got this on the chat line. Big Miss, the cacti is awesome. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, You do you, man. This on the chat line. How many years have you thrown tortillas for the same thing? Um, None. Tortillas, not a popular tape. Very dumb. Wow. I they had were, no idea. They were dumb in 89 when it started. They are dumb today. But you know what? It makes our fans happy, so go for it, man. Just don't get us a penalty. I'm not, hey, you want to throw tortillas? Throw them, man. I have gotten over. I have been up and down with the tortilla thing, and I've just gotten to the point where, you know what? They're going to throw them. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw tortillas, throw them. That's fine. Just don't get us a penalty. That's and, awesome. they, and they don't. They don't because of our staff, our stadium crew does a tremendous job. And I mean a tremendous job of keeping those things off the field and getting those that get far out onto the field. So I'm I'm just learning this. I'm sure many, and I'm not going to try to, I'm sure many people have tried to sway you on this opinion. But I will say this. I think it's great to have an identity at your place. And that is something that you can be identified by. I thought, something that you know here's just, something to be known for. Make well, sure you'd be like, well, I want to be known time, for winning. Once upon a time, <laughs> once upon a time, I thought the tortillas were cool until the day I saw a girl get smoked in the face with a frozen one. Mm. Back in the days when you could bring, you could still bring a small cooler into the stadium. Mm-hmm. Years back in the '80s, and someone brought up one that had been soaking in ice, mm-hmm. you know, and in their freezer, and it landed in. in Girl, two girls in front of me turned around to look, and got smoked right in the face with one. Oh no! Broke her glasses. I mean, it was it was a thing. And I was like, Ugh. at that point, I thought, oh, these aren't so cool anymore. Well, dumb decisions can. And it went away. Everything. It went away uh-huh. for a while, and then it came back, and it came back with a vengeance. You know, it's like you know what? It looks cool, mm-hmm. but you know, we've gotten a penalty for it before, and you know, finally the. People are going to do it. Just don't get a penalty. Sure. That's fair. Uh, this from Christo. Maybe Coach Prime and his team brought their swag, but they forgot to secure the bag. Ooh. Always bring a lock for your locker. Come on, Prime. That's fundamental lesson to prevent items from being stolen. True I that. mean, true that. But, I mean, that, but that's, a, that's a high school level thing. You are in a place with high security, or supposed to be, where your main focus is you're being hosted to play a Division One college football playoff, or not playoff game, a college football game in the Pac-12, a conference game, and 
they fail. Generally, they fail. You. I would I would say this. Generally, in the innards of a stadium, most rooms, you can't just walk right into anything. Yes. There's there's usually one and probably two uh, uniformed security people, um, stadium personnel protecting every every entrance to a locker room like that. And I mean, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't there. But I mean, one, why are you bringing something like of that much value to the stadium? That's my first question. Mm-hmm. Second, why are you going to leave it unlocked in your locker? And three, are you sure you're all your teammates didn't didn't know you had it in there and just go get it? Because there's a lot of times when you can walk into a locker room and there'll be nobody in there, but you know, a couple of players. That okay, so you need to you're right, you need to know like what the details mm-hmm. are. Um, but if something like that did happen and it was from the outside, that is terrible from the Rose Bowl. From yeah, that staff. I, I that mean, is just I, I awful. Will say, I I've done two games in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a Rose Bowl and I've done an All Star game, um, and both times our locker room was secured by a a, uh, a uniformed security person. Mm-hmm. So, um, and one that was a, the the guy had a had a sidearm. So it's uh, taken seriously. I mean, it's college, yeah. it's college football. So, it's a serious. So it's not like, and I, and I've been into both locker rooms at the Rose Bowl. And those are big open spaces right there. So um, the way those rooms are set up, the lockers are mm-hmm. all around the outside walls, and there's a big, big space um, in the middle of the room. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's quite conceivable. I, I, I'm not. I don't know how or what happened there. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, secure your stuff. One, don't bring that stuff to the stadium. You know, I mean, don't bring anything to the stadium you don't want to get taken out of your bag. Why are you bringing up? Really expensive necklace or watch or something like that. Oh, to uh, you gotta, show. You mean, you is show. that much swag when it. you walk into the stadium? <laughs> is that much swag you gotta have? Yeah. Uh, this on the chat line. Ask Doug Gottlieb's teammates about securing stuff that's, from teammates. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you might think those guys are on your side, but you know, if you get something that they don't. Uh, this on the chat line, I think it's questionable about Colorado, but like all gyms, no, stadiums, nobody is responsible for personal items, so don't bring it or secure it with your own staff. End of story. Nobody's paying them back. That's dumb. No, uh, I don't. Th- I, I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't. No, and I'm yeah, not saying not they should pay him back. back. I just think that that is. I think Dion is 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 reaching here a little bit. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> Probably need to just uh, amp that down a little bit. I don't think that's in uh, his verbiage, what you just said, to amp it down. I didn't hear anything that I didn't hear about it yesterday's show. Was he, was he bringing it? Yeah, again, he didn't bring that up at all while mm-hmm. I was here. He 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 got done with the show. Mm-hmm. He went off, and then he started telling the Rose Bowl to pay him back, mm-hmm. pay his team back. Granddaddy of them all got. <laughs> Granddaddy's got some money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's hit uh, hit us up with the play of the day, Ben. The 2-2 in the dirt, squirts away from Moreno. Here comes Young, and Moreno can't make a throw. Young slides across on the wild pitch. one nothing Texas. Uh-oh. Professor Sneed. Fail. Ooh. Fail. Fail. Mm. Fail. 15 years ago today. The catch from Texas Tech football. Hmm. Mm. From the 28, the throw. Deep strike. Goes to the right side. Got the big man. Bradley is caught. Oh, he's going to touchdown. There it is. For the second to go. Oh, the Oh, 15 years ago tonight, Harold of Crabtree. Mm-hmm. Man, how old were you 15 years ago? I was in the third grade, about eight or nine years old. Wow. I was standing on the field when that happened. Nice. Yeah. So that happened. Uh, the students rushed the field after the extra point, not realizing that they were still 
like one second to go in the game. And then so they, they hustled everyone back off the sidelines when they realized that it was, the game was not over. Tech got a penalty, by, by the way, for that. Um, so I'm sitting down there, and the, the first time there was me and about 30 uh, uh, line-colored vest people there. Mm-hmm. The second time they rushed after the field, you know, there's there's cell phones and watches and crap all over the field. I'm picking up, who's is this? Who's is this? And, oh, it's mine. Oh, it's mine. <laughs> so I'm handing them all back to them. The second time they rushed again, there's I'm picking them up again. Who's is this? Who's is this? Who's this? The third time, as they were waiting for that kickoff, which now was from the five-yard line, by the way, the five-yard line. <laughs> so there's one second to go. They kicked off from, the, from our five-yard line. The five, you know, five yards away from our own end zone. Okay, they kick off, they receive the ball, and it, it seemed like that was the longest one second ever to go off the clock. <laughs> and I looked over, and there's all these kids on the sideline at that dotted line. There's me and one vested person, lady, and she was probably about eighty years old. And I was just <laughs> like, okay. When those kids came that third time, I just said, just make myself skinny, <laughs> just get skinny. <laughs> Become water. Become water. You got to become water. Be water, water. my friends. Yeah. Uh, Here's the bottom line, 100.7. The score, Kaylee's Dailies, when we come back. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, happy uh, November, everybody. Thanksgiving month. Yes. Tell the wife every year, man. Kick off the football season. Just go ahead and put the Christmas tree up. Or you can get your Christmas door up. Are you are you a Thanksgiving bypasser? Uh, no. I am I am decidedly not that guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's my favorite holiday. I love the holiday season. I just want the holiday seasons to happen. <laughs> I mean, I am, uh, you know, Hax uh, uh, has Mr. Gobbles. Yes. Big so, fan. I, I'm not a, not opposed to Mr. Gobbles. I love I love mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Uh, my Christmas lights will probably be on my house before Thanksgiving, and I'm surprised if you know you know they're not right now. Usually, um, my guy, um, uh, I'm I'm in I'm in his first neighborhood. He does, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm usually one of the first to go up, and one of the first to come down too. <laughs> so which is which is okay with me, but you know they know it. They they don't get plugged in. And they will not be plugged in until Thanksgiving night. Yes, respect uh, turkey. We don't. We eat bird before you before you see lights. <laughs> you must. There you is must. no. I I tell the family don't don't hand it Christmas stuff. Don't <laughs> buy Christmas stuff. Don't put a you know no wreaths. Don't put any you know no Christmas candies out. No nothing. Don't put a stocking anywhere mm-hmm. before we eat turkey. I like it. After you eat turkey. Is that a fight every year or is it no I, now? We have some Christmas creep. There is some Christmas creep. <laughs> and I mean, so uh, I have to fight. I stand tall on that. Spiders and Christmas, man. We're going to we're gonna stand tall on that. Uh, speaking of spiders, let's get into uh, Kaylee's Dailies. <laughs> Clint. Yes, sir. Ben. How did Coach Prime do with this yesterday? Coach Prime was he, uh, was he shared confused? your shared your spider arachnid. Was he uh, was he confused by all this? I couldn't really see his eyes. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, shades were pretty bright. Um, Kaylee says, continuing with the animal names that are misleading, we have the wolf eel, <laughs> which is neither a wolf nor an eel. Oh. Really? All these elusive sea creatures do bear resemblance to eels. Uh, with long tubular bodies, horse names. Tubular. <laughs> Uh, growing to be along, around four feet long, seven feet long. Oh my gosh! Wolf eels are technically in the fish family, since they have a dorsal fin, which separates them from true sea eels, which do not possess one. 
about that? How about that? Uh, the wolf half of their name comes from their powerful jar jaws. Jarls. Jarls. <laughs> there are large, powerful jars. <laughs> Watch out for those jarls. <laughs> They're large, powerful jaws, which are filled with sharp, round teeth, which they use to crunch down on prey such as crabs, sand dollars, abalone, and sea urchins. Mm, abalone. Abalone? Abalone. I'm sorry. It's the, no, it's delicious. I'm sorry. I don't know what abalone is. It's delicious. I've never had it. Don't know it. Kaylee's Kaylee's a sea person. She gives me all this stuff I don't know. <laughs> Uh, wolf eels have a unique scale texture, which is embedded in their skin and coated in slime, which produ- which produce um, a slime that they produce that protects them from predators such as. Oh, sorry, that says and. <laughs> it doesn't say such as anywhere in there. <laughs> I can see, I can see the confusion there. <laughs> Uh, it protects them from predators and disease. <laughs> additionally, predators, additionally, such, predators such as disease. It's hunting out there. They hunt in, they hunt in groups, packs. This is the most. Uh, this is where we know that uh, um, wolf eel are no way in way, shape, or form related to Nick Cannon. Wolf eel fish are monogamous to one partner for their entire lives. Wolf eels have been found only having one mate for their entire lifetimes. Nick Cannon, do not apply. Uh, Nick Cannon catching strays on the bottom line. (laughs) Male and female wolf eels will share dark cave spaces, horse names, and (laughs) take turns protecting their young and have been known to return to the same spot during mating season where they can produce over? Amount of eels is what we're looking for? Uh, Oh, uh... Over 500 eggs. 13,000 eggs Good per cycle. Miss. They are getting very close to Nick Cannon territory. <laughs> We're with each other. Yeah, just just those two. Mm. Mr. and Mrs. Wolfiel. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon, all he wanted to do was, uh, you know, put out a, a, a semi-entertaining show with Wild and Out and, uh, you know, come out with Drumline, but yet here he is catching strays. On the bottom line, dude, dude, no re- two guys sort of a sort of a, his own defense. <laughs> the guy's got it's a starting, the cannon, hey, team cannon. The guy's got a starting five and four off the He's bench, full, man. Full roster. <laughs> He's got a roster. Got a full man. roster. He can play volleyball with three with three subs. <laughs> I have been told. I have been told that. Uh, I've been told that Shelby's Christmas PowerPoint is almost done. <laughs> Christmas PowerPoint. Oh, we get a PowerPoint every year from Shelby, young Shelby. Is it like why you should this is, be putting the lights up? No, or? no, no. Things things that I want. Oh. She puts out her own Sears wish list catalog every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's good. I know what I know what to buy. I'm more like the uh, I'm more like the ATM at Christmas around there. So mm-hmm. I just show up mm-hmm. and say, how much we need. Uh. This on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Nick Cannon sucks. You see what you did. See what you did. Nick well, Cannon I mean, was I didn't, going on I didn't say with all cool. of his, all of his money. I didn't say he was cool. <laughs> big, big Nick Cannon's a huge bottom line listener. It's in every day. Uh, all Nick Cannon wanted to do was put out end of story. <laughs> uh, does this mean that the slippery dick rasses are neither slippery nor Richards? It's a great scientific question. I mean, Sneed. well, I mean, what if you cross a slippery dick rasp with a blue-footed booby? You'd have something that we couldn't say scientifically because we couldn't, keep, say a we couldn't keep a straight face. I was going to say we couldn't keep a straight face. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let me say this before I go. Um, uh, tomorrow, uh, the Fraser Alumni Pavilion will be an open house. Oh, nice. So uh, it's normally a membership facility pregame. It is going to be open to all. So if you are wondering what you're going to do in, in lieu of tailgating, come to the Fraser. It'll be open, and uh, there will be uh, food and beverages. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be some game somewhere on. Uh, it will be open at 3.30 p.m. Well, there you go. Open, open oh. to everybody. It's so be a good time. Yeah, you time. can stop by, and you can see the uh, Optimum Game Day Live. Uh, set and uh, wave to all the people who are doing our shows. I'll be doing a show from uh, noon to one with uh, Clint Talk. Yeah, we'll be out there. And yeah, so if you're out there, 
Come say hi. Come say hey. Yeah. And remember, uh, you can't get into the lot until 3 p.m. So I guess you can't say hi to us then unless you drive by. Well, yeah, if you're driving by, you just happen and to if be you drive walking by, from don't very far away. Don't, just say hi. Don't stick a stick a hitting <laughs> <laughs> out the window at us. <laughs> Huh, I know huh, those guys are going to be tomorrow. Huh. Get Snead finally. <laughs> they uh, can't. The FCC can't find me. I'm in my car. Nick, hey. <laughs> Nick Cannon coming to get me tomorrow. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. You want some of this? Come on. You know where I'm at. Twelve to one. Front of the Fraser. Come he's, on. He, you want some? He's hosting the Mass Singer. He doesn't have time. Snead. Mass Singer. Come on. That show. He's got. I, I mean that show. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, have we officially run out of things to put on TV? I got an idea. We'll put yes. a person in a, in a really ridiculous costume, and we'll have them sing. And three people who are C-list actors, at best, will try to figure out who they are. Well, it's and it's so cheap because they'll have, like, athletes and stuff, and then, you know, other actors or other... Th but then they'll put in people who have recorded music, yeah. and they always win. Yeah. It's cheating. It is cheating. Well, okay, I say always. I've, I've, I saw, we watched two seasons of it, not that faithfully, and just to get, mm. like, the winner. And it was like, okay, well, here's T-Pain. Kaylee coming in off the, high, off the top rope at, at, at Young Shelby. Uh oh. She says, I find the PowerPoint to be a little extra, but helpful. <laughs> Ends it with helpful. Ends it with helpful. Look at this state on state violence. Oh, no. <laughs> Ended with helpful. Poor young Shelby's over here. She's catching strays. She's probably Nick, sitting in some kind of. Nick Cannon some kind and young Shelby's PowerPoint. Kinesiology class over on the campus right now. And she's like, why is my cell phone blowing up right here? Because everyone, the Sneed family chat's blowing up right now. Everyone's getting all over everybody. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a great way to end hour number one. Uh, All right, Sneed, we'll see you We'll tomorrow. see you people over at the Frazier. Open house, 330. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. It is time for the fastest-growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. You've got the bottom line, 100.7, the score, and 107, the score, Dot com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. It is a Viking Le Crouton John Ben Jovi edition. Sorry, I should be changing it to just bread from yesterday. Just bread. <laughs> just bread. I had I had some we had sandwiches last night. Mm -hmm. These little Italian sandwiches. They're awesome. I pulled out the bread and I was like, this is just bread. It's me. It's me now. Mm-hmm. Ben and I are going head to head. Are you in the mm -hmm. zone? Ready to go? All amped up? He looks amped up. Looks amped up. It's like he mixed Mountain Dew and Red Bull or something. That, that sounds, sounds horrendous. Just like I would just explode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to recover from the two I drank yesterday. <laughs> still got the shakes. It's not for everyone, Clint. <laughs> Not a little boy drink. Not a little. That's a man's drink. <laughs> Gotta be ready for it, man. It's not a little boy drink. All right. The floor is yours. All right, Clint. <laughs> Question number one goes for you. Uh, we just talked about scheduling for the upcoming season. Upcoming four seasons, I guess we should say. Uh, I'm going to ask you today, if you could pick two home-and-home non-conference games for tech football, who would you want it to be? Two home and home, you say non-conference? Non-conference games. Non-conference. Two home and home non-conference games for Texas Tech football? Yes, sir. <sighs> part of me wants to, if, since I get two. Which part? The right half. Okay. So the right half of me is going to be the part that I think you'll be in a game that I don't know, maybe you upset him, but I just want a really terrific opponent that would just never actually really be here uh, typically. So I will take, I'll take Nick Saban in Alabama, and then I'm going to take another opponent that I think will be really fun and really good, but I also think that you can compete with. And, and I just, it's hard to think right now of you like getting to a point that you could beat Alabama. Maybe they're on a downswing, who knows? But they just, year in and year out, would we have felt as good with Alabama coming here as we did Oregon coming here? Probably not. 
Probably not. Probably not. So I'm going to take Alabama for one. Um, my second one... Michigan would have already had our signs, so we'll stay away from them. Uh, I would do the home and home with Washington because I think that's a really good opponent. It's in the Oregon vein. It also gives you an awesome road trip if you want to be one of the lucky Texas Tech fans to go to it. That's Mm -hmm. a Big Ten opponent Mm -hmm. whenever you see them. Um, That is a solid program and a competitive program. If if it's in the next couple of years, that'll be a top 25 team too. Yeah, I'll do Alabama and Washington. Okay. So judging by what we've seen this season, give me my home and home, Ball State and Miami of Ohio. And I'm just playing. Wow. (laughs) My real answers though, all seriousness. I would love to go one-on-one with Missouri again, kind of reminisce on the old Big 12. Okay. And give me Matt Rule in Nebraska. Hmm. I was going to say Washington, but Clint took it, so I kind of wanted to go my own route. I was deciding between Washington and Notre Dame. Okay. I like all four of those. Uh, Me personally, I would have gone LSU – it's funny, I think more about the road trips, but I would love to see, I would love to go see a game at LSU. I'd love for LSU to come here because no. I think they're going to make it a great atmosphere either way. Uh, my second one is Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to go see the Red Raiders play in Hawaii, sign me up, dude. Yeah, that would be so awesome. <laughs> Any consolation, I'll throw in Penn State there as well. I'd love to see Penn State come here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Clint. I like Clint's road trip better uh, to, to Washington. Um, I don't know about Alabama. I guess it would be cool to see the atmosphere there, too. But yeah. I, Mine's more I making Nick Saban coming to the Jones yeah. would be really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it was cool to see Patrick Ewing on the sideline at the USA. Yes. It'd exactly. Be like, oh, that's a celebrity over there in Nick Saban. And I'm sure it'll be the same way when your boy Prime is here next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it will, yeah. absolutely. That's but what I'm excited about. I, it. I think Nebraska's awesome atmosphere, and that would be a lot of fun, too. So, all right, again, all four of those I liked, but Clint gets the point. Question number two, Ben, you are first. What was the best Halloween costume that you saw this year? It can be in person or it could have been on social media or whatever. I would have to say one of my friends from churches. uh Iron Man made straight out of cardboard, Ooh. but the arc reactor in the chest and the eyes and the repulsors and the hands, all LED. Oh, nice. I don't know how he hooked up the electronics to the, that so bunch of He put of some scraps. effort into it. He was the epitome of Tony Stark, hooking up uh. a bunch of scraps with a bunch of electronics, and it uh. works tremendously. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really enjoyed Sneed's Coach Prime. That was the best one I saw in person good. by far. Mm-hmm. Um, did he know he won the costume thing? I can't believe he didn't bring it up. I don't know. I feel like Chuck should have to give him the trophy, though. I agree. I agree. Hack should have to hand it to him, to Chuck, and then Chuck has to award some sort of medal over him. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I really cracked, He was really good. I cracked up on Twitter. This is the uh, me being a, a dog dad over here that this family had dressed up their uh, golden retriever as an ambulance and, like, had the lights working and stuff, and all he did was howling and sounded like the sign <laughs> of an ambulance. <laughs> and it, 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 I would be lying if I said that it didn't tickle me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my family was very disappointed that I didn't take pictures of you dressed as me. Oh, man. Yeah, they were very disappointed. My wife that. was really excited for me to uh, throw away the rat tail that I had <laughs> made. <so. laughs> good. Uh, I'm going to go with this with uh, Ben on this one. Yeah. Because what was on the chest, Ben? The uh, arc reactor. Arc reactor. Yeah, he said arc reactor. Like, I know what that is, but that mm-hmm. sounds cool. So he's going to get the point. Steve like, was really wh- good, though. Which did you know more the word arc reactor or pwn and noobs from yesterday arc reactor yeah, way okay. cooler okay well and say wait which one was cooler but think, which one did you know more i still think you're taking advantage of me right now because you're saying something that's <clears throat> repulsive and 
vulgar <laughs> that I'm just too old to know, and you're just getting away with well, it right We here. should play that sometime. Real or fake gaming terms. Okay. <laughs> He's flexing blades over there. Flexing blades. The second fastest growing game show. <laughs> All right, final question. Clinter. You hit a walk-off home run to win a World Series. Uh-huh. What would your home run trot celebration look like? Oh, okay. Um, I am doing a different dance move to every different base. Okay, because I because I feel like I feel like there's you're you know the whole baseball unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. You win a World Series. It's the season is over. It mm-hmm. feels like you can do just about anything. Yeah, running to do throw throw at me the next pitch. <laughs> oh, there just, is no next pitch. Yeah. I'm retiring also, so I won't see you next season. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like that's the ultimate, right? Yeah. Don't uh-huh. don't say I act like you've been there before. No, mm-hmm. no. Oh, mm-hmm. Not many have been there before. <laughs> yeah, so it feels like you could get away with just about anything. Unless oh. you like did the like finger on the nose thing when yeah. As you ran by the second base. Do- that double rods the entire that, time. That would not be allowed. Um, okay. So what I'm going to do, boom, I hit it, right? And I'm I'm going to stare at it a little bit. And then I'll do a bat flip. And with the bat flip, that's the one first move to first base, right? So it's a normal jog. It's like, okay, well, he did his bat flip. He's not going to do anything. And then as I round first... It's almost a slow motion. I'm like, oh. And they're like, oh, he is going to milk this. And I'm slow motioning all the way to second base, going, talking to, like, this game is over. And then sprinting to third just to change it up. And then moonwalking while making eye contact with the pitcher all the way to home. (laughs) The opposing team would be in the dugout. Throwing <laughs> balls at Clint, just throwing at him, circling the bases. The the the, the World Series that got ended with a walk off, and then the entire opposing team hitting the guy with a bat. Biggest brawl ever. Yes, I'm. I am. So it's for the Viking. It's the brawlhalla. That's what's happening. We will get Ben's answer on the other side. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to the Bottom Line. Take versus take hangs in the balance once again. Ben and I are tied. I have taken all 10 minutes to do my home run trot. It's now time for Ben to explain his, as Jamie will decide a winner following. All right, Ben. How would you celebrate after hitting a walk-off home run to win the World Series championship? So I hit the ball, cracks off the bat, flies deep into left field. Like Clint, I stare at it at first. I will moonwalk to first. Elvis shuffle to second. Gritty to third. Gritty? That's uh, where the NFL... Touchdown dance that's been happening over the past couple of years, you know, where they kind of do the kind of the leg kick and then you're going up here. And oh, yeah, okay, here. okay. Yeah. What's yeah. that called? Gritty? The gritty. Okay. That's fun. And I will shoot slash penguin belly slide into home. All right, Ben gets the point. I like his. I feel like my idea got stolen and just mm-hmm. mixed around. Mm hmm. I think one of you should have taken the bat right after you hit it and did like a little quasi dizzy bat race. <laughs> Fun yourself around ten times and then, before you ran and then started running. You'd end up like in the dugout. Oh, out of the baseline. No homer. Yeah, no, I like Ben's. It had versatility. It didn't take forever. I like to dive into home. Uh, um... I, I think I think it was good. I think it was good. And why would you put Michael at the back? I mean, you just go right off the bat with Michael. Yeah. Because you want to end with it. You always end best. You know it's what? It's the I strongest would do? leg of the uh, anchor of the race, right? That's that's actually true. Yeah. 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 Ben gets the point. He's the winner. Sorry. Sorry about you. I think I would like take about two steps, and I would like fall i would be in such shock such shock like i 
like amazed that I <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to handle it. I think it's it funny just, to think about like how I, I would, would actually. Just, I think I would be shaking. I would whimper the whole way around. <laughs> <laughs> An excited whimper, or like oh, like everyone's watching me. I'm so nervous. Yes, that too. It's like you've already done the hard. You've already done the difficult part, right? You hit the yeah. walk off home run. I I would definitely be in tears by the time I made it to home plate. <laughs> That's how mentally weak the, I the am. The crying, the crying celebration, just uh, <laughs> like even on the call, like what do you go? Because right, like you're you're Nadell, you're losing your mind, right? Like uh -huh. Jamie Lynn walks it off to win the World Series. The World Championship is coming home to the Texas Rangers and glow. Is he crying? Is he crying? Oh my god, <clears throat> he's. Those aren't happy tears. Is he? Jamie Lynn is mel is in a meltdown at second base. Okay, his teammates have met him out there. They're carrying him around the base. They're dragging him to home plate. This is the weirdest celebration we've ever seen. Did we talk recently about the super regional against Oklahoma State and how much I didn't want to lose that series? Did we talk about that recently, or was that with somebody else? Okay, I guess that was somebody else. Your other bottom line host. Probably was a better one. Um, that series. I'm about to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only one. Who's the better one? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> See, now he's crying. I, yeah, I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I am definitely during big moments. This is not like something I'm like, like super like braggadocious about mm -hmm. like something cool that my kid does one of my kids does mm -hmm. okay that'll like that'll hit me okay there'll be some dust in the eye yeah, sure. right okay mm -hmm. that'll hit me um and i would be lying if i didn't tell you that at times i get like i don't know chill bumps that kind of do the same thing to me Sometimes when I hear, when I see the whole grand entrance for the tech football team and the horse and mm -hmm. the band and all that, just that'll hit me sometimes. Okay? Yeah. And that'll hit I me. I get that. And um, if you had like a complete replay of the Kurt Wilson home run that Hax does such an awesome job on, you'll notice it. there's a while before Jamie talks. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because Jamie was gathering himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I get a little shaky in those moments, okay? That's why that's why I lean heavily on Hex, man. He's the pro. I'm just the I'm just the giddy little fan, just up there hanging out with, with the professional. Giddy doing the gritty. I was not yeah. doing the gritty. Oh. This is this is perfect <laughs> because this this sounds like a much more fun question of the day. I'll save the depressing stuff for when we need to be depressed. I, I don't want to do that right now. Uh, time for a question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Which is me. So I want you to pick out, because you went through a few things that like just general things or and you went in there to a, a, a couple. But like when you think of the most in awe moments for you from a sports perspective where you were present and you think of like, you still think back to that moment and that description you're having where you have the goosebumps or like the hair on the back of your neck is standing up. Like you can still feel that very palpable every time you think of that moment. What is that for you in sports? Man, um, present for, uh, I would definitely tell you Zach Thomas is in, Interception against Corey Pollock and the Aggies in 96, uh, I've said before, was like, I was a tech student and going to college football game. Growing up in the Northeast, college sports not huge. Mm -hmm. College basketball a little bit, but college sports not huge. It's all about professional sports. Okay? Mm -hmm. So I moved to Texas. I come to Tech. I'm excited to be a Tech student. At that point, I'm like, I'm showing up 15 minutes before kickoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, hey, the game starts at 1. Okay, be there at 12.45. Okay, we're good. We're sitting, you know, near the top. Okay, I'm good, right? Zach Thomas happened, and that changed me as a college sports fan. Yeah. Okay, and I remember being then my, you know, my ex-girlfriend, mm -hmm. not my wife, sitting next to me, standing next to me at the time, and I'm like, that just 
she's not a huge sports fan. I'm like, it just doesn't happen. You mm-hmm. don't pick off a pass with less than a minute left and a tie game and, and have a pick six. We didn't even use the term pick six then. Interception yeah. return for a touchdown. Well, yeah. that took forever. Okay. If only there was some sort of way we could rhyme and like wrap this up. Like Clint has yeah. rounded the bases on his walk-off home run faster than we got that out. <laughs> that changed me as a sports fan. Okay, yeah. that changed me as a college sports fan. I was so, like, it made me so attached and excited for anything Texas Tech sports. Not just football. Zach mm-hmm. Thomas, that interception and beating the Aggies. I hated the Aggies because living in East Texas for a little while, Everybody was an Aggie, okay? Mm-hmm. And they yeah. drove me nuts, okay? So for Zach to do that, that was like the that that would probably be the biggest one ever for me, mm-hmm. okay? To be honest with you, the Kurt Wilson one would have been second on the list, okay? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been second on the list, okay? But those are the two that I can I remember where it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe what just happened, mm-hmm. you know. I think I've, I, 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 some some negative ones. I mean, like Luke and Baker. Oh, sure, and sure. Luke and Baker in the College sure. World Series. I don't sure. know. Just unfortunately, I, it was I, all too believable because he was, <laughs> you know, Bigfoot wearing a TCU hat. When I think of like my childhood ones, I like there were way more negative. Like in person, yeah. there were way more negatives than positives because we kept on going to Royals games and I kept on getting blown out when we go. <laughs> watch him play um yeah you know what one recently that will just the feeling from the crowd that will stay and maybe this is a little bit tainted now with the mark adams stuff but his first year when chris beard comes back to town and the environment that texas tech put on that was pretty cool will just yeah will stick because of course a lot of mine are going to be ones Mm -hmm. going to make people roll their eyes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think of Going uh, to watch Kansas play Kansas State in basketball at Kansas State, the first game I ever went to for college basketball, and me not understanding why everyone was booing, because I was I was little, mm-hmm. and like this like almost Kansas fan protection ring mm-hmm. on the crowd because they had won a close they game. They weren't booing the Kansas fans, Clint. They were booing you. Oh yeah, just specifically you. Well, I was just like, I like, yeah, you know, little kid, dumb, looking, like, yeah, the team I was rooting for won. Why are you so mad? <laughs> I did not, no comprehension of rivals or like typical Kansas fan. I was like six or seven. What do you want? <laughs> just kidding, man. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.